Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands in my underwear. This is the lamb Where's the lamb yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I, I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast where we revisit the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Innes, and this is episode 68. Happy Halloween, everyone. I hope we are all having a wonderful week so far. Um, isn't it sad? What a way to start the podcast. Isn't it sad that we're still in the midst of this pandemic and we cannot celebrate the fabulous Halloween that we were all planning at the beginning of the year when we found out that it was going to be on a Saturday and the time change would be happening so we'd have an extra hour to party and or an extra hour to sleep in I guess if you go to bed before that um and the full moon is happening all of the the recipe for an amazing Halloween so uh that sucks. I hope we can all have a wonderful Halloween regardless, though. It kind of snuck up on me this year, uh, even though I, like, decorated for it really early. I guess, like, I don't know, time has just been a complete warp this year. Um, So even though I knew that October was happening, it just felt like it happened in a blink of an eye. Um, So I didn't really do any spooky-themed episodes like I did last year. I didn't do a bunch of them. But today's episode is going to be on theme, so that'll be fun. But before I get into that, I do want to go over uh, some just like housekeeping details. Um, So first off, I did want to say that I voted last week, two weeks ago. I voted on the first day of early voting or the second day of early voting in North Carolina. Um, So if you are an American listener, please vote. Please make sure you vote if you have not. Um, At this point, I think it's too late to mail in your ballots. So go drop it in if you're doing absentee voting or go vote in person. Um, And I will even say, please do not vote for Donald Trump. Please vote for Joseph Biden so that he can beat Donald Trump. I mean, I don't like him as a politician very much, but, you know, he's a better option than Trump. And we'll just leave it there. Um, I guess my next episode that comes out will be post-election, so that's fun. Uh, Let's see how that episode goes. Maybe I'll end up taking a break. Maybe I'll be really depressed. Nope, I'm going to manifest good things. I am manifesting a Joseph Biden, a decisive Joseph Biden victory election night. Election night before I want to go to bed. Just let it happen. Let it be. Um, Also, I went to the psychiatrist, finally. I think I mentioned that I was going to go. And I'm back on my antidepressants, and I'm feeling really good. It's only been a couple of weeks, but I think I can already see a pretty pretty big improvement in just like my daily mood and motivation to get things done. So that's very exciting. So just a general PSA to take care of your mental health, you guys. Like if you are struggling with depression, anxiety, any kind of like mental issue, ADHD, anything else like that, um, mental illnesses, just go talk to someone. It can really help. And then go be open to medication if you have not been. I know I was really resistant to medication for a long time. Um, and I'm really glad I got over that because I feel a lot better. Um, so regarding September's donations, uh, full disclosure, I have been playing kind of fast and loose with my finances over the past several months. And I really had to take a moment just to pause on everything to make sure I wasn't overspending and putting myself in debt. 
Um, so I will be making donations for September and October at the end of this week, the end of the, the month of October. I am getting my bonus from work <laughs> for my year bonus, a year and a half in almost. Um, so I'm going to use that to, to pay for my donations. Uh, but I did capture September's totals. So I had at the time that I took the screenshot, which I think was a couple of weeks ago at this point, it was, but it was halfway through October. So <laughs> at least it was like fully September. Um, 905 total plays, so that would mean $135.75 in donations. And again, I will be splitting that between Justice for Black Girls and Frontline Medics. And then for this month, I am also donating to um, Best of Both Worlds, Best of Both Worlds Doula, which is a doula here in North Carolina, and then Law Frontera Fund, which is an abortion fund out of Texas. All right. So, oh, one other thing about the donations. Um, just in general, I want to put it out there. I think maybe I've mentioned this, but I want to make sure that it's out there. I'm definitely going to be doing them for November and December, but I will have to take a pause at the beginning of 2021 just because I really need to like get a budget together and like actually stick to it and track my spending and like really get my shit together financially, which is what I've been saying and like making my New Year's resolution for like the past five years. But I'm going to be 28 next month. I'm, I gotta, I gotta get this shit together before I'm 30. So, all right. <laughs> oh, and one last thing, lots of housekeeping today. Lots of little announcements I want to say. Um, finally, I finally have started a Shit's Creek journey. So I am halfway, about halfway through season two at this point. It's pretty good, but it's not like connecting with me. Like everyone, it connects, it seems to with everyone else, like on the level that, you know, like a Parks and Rec does with me and like with everyone else, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. I trust that it will. I'm going to keep watching it because it's still enjoyable, but hopefully it gets a little bit better. Um, but if you really enjoy Shit's Creek, uh, let me know. Let me know what your favorite season is. So like I have, you know, stuff to look forward to. All right, let's get on with the show. So like I said, this week we're on spooky theme. So we are going to be discussing the show Psychic Kids. Um, this is something that I did used to watch a little bit back. It came out when I was in high school. So I feel like I feel like I have memories of watching it when I was in middle school, but just by the timing, that isn't possible. Um, so I guess it was like early high school that I was watching it, and then I probably fell off of it a little bit. Um, I mostly remember it for Chip Coffee uh, from Paranormal State. I, you know, like I said, I loved me some Chip Coffee back then. Um, but I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite spooky show that I used to watch because I really used to be into the paranormal stuff. Like I loved Paranormal State. Um, and I used to really, really love Ghost Hunters, which is actually the show that I wanted to do this week, but I couldn't find it. Uh, I can only find like the new rebooted from 2019 version, not the original early 2000s version. So Psychic Kids it is. Um, this was fun. I remember like enjoying watching this back in the day because I was in high school. I was, you know, 14, 15 age when I was watching it probably. But when I was younger than that, probably like under 10 years old, I myself was convinced that I was a psychic kid. Like, full on, I truly thought that I had latent psychic abilities that just needed to be unlocked somehow. And I blame two things. I blame Matilda, 
obviously. And I blame specifically the episode of Pokemon where they're with Sabrina, the Saffron City psychic gym leader, and she can bend spoons with her mind. And yeah, my ass sat in my bedroom when I was a little kid, eight, nine years old, with a spoon from the kitchen trying to bend that bitch with my mind. I spent a lot of time doing that um, and trying to move objects. I really just wanted the powers of convenience so that I wouldn't have to get up anywhere. <laughs> like just, I wouldn't have to get up to get anything. I could like, you know, transport my own car, my mom's car over traffic so that we didn't ever have to be in traffic jams. That was like a constant fantasy from when I would be riding from South Carolina to Florida as a kid to visit relatives. So I really did think I was a psychic kid um, for a long time, actually. Uh, so watching this was probably enjoyable just for me because I don't know, maybe I was a little bit jealous of the kids' abilities. Maybe that's why I stopped watching. Maybe not, but now now in my late 20s, do I actually think I had latent psychic abilities? No. Do I wish I did? Yes. Do I, am I going to convince myself that maybe I have some sort of precognition sort of abilities just because I have deja vu a lot or I used to have it a lot more as a kid? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, one other thing. It will be relevant later on, too. My mom also contributed to this because she told me when I was a kid that when I was a young child, before I could remember this, that I used to see auras on people. She told me this, like, at least one time. I don't remember her, like, going into specific detail about what I could see, but I do remember that she told me that I could see this. So let's go into the background of the show. The full title is called Psychic Kids, Children of the Paranormal. It aired on A&E from June 2008 to November 2010. It had three seasons. And the show brings together children who report having psychic abilities with adult psychic mediums with the stated purpose of showing them how to harness their abilities and to show them that they're not alone in the world. Um, it also featured content and correlation in the later episodes with Paranormal State, uh, which of course, like I mentioned, was Chip Coffee's other show on A&E that I used to watch. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. I guess Chip would like go speak to the children and then maybe the Paranormal State team would go and investigate that kid's house and that's how there was a crossover. I probably should have looked into that a little bit more, but I didn't. Um, the kids featured in the show allegedly possess varying psychic abilities, which include precognition, clairvoyance, talking to the dead, sensing illness and disease, psychometry, and retrocognition, which is like when you can remember past lives or you can remember things that like happened before you were born. Um, interestingly, a series reboot premiered on August 21st, 2019, and the new series shows kids from the original series, who are now adults, of course, returning to help a new generation of psychic children. So that's also pretty interesting, and again, I kind of could have, I wish I had gone and watched one of the episodes that had one of the children that became a mentor, we'll say, um, and then maybe I could have watched an episode of the new one and compared it, but I didn't do that, so again, I'm sorry. Maybe later on. Maybe next spooky season, that's what we'll do. Uh, but this one, I just went with the first episode because, you know, wouldn't doubt would go with episode one. So this is Psychic Kids Season 1, Episode 1, The Ghost of Freddy. So it opens with um, a title card, I guess we'll call it. Just There's a lot of writing 
in this episode like a lot of shit you have to read uh the first time I watched this episode I was like you know I just had it on in the background like I usually do while I'm doing other stuff or scrolling through my phone or whatever and I missed like half the episode because like half of it happens just in words on screen um so I'm just going to refer to them as chirons although technically I think chirons are just like when there's like a label under like you know like a person's name like under a specific person but I don't know we're gonna call them chirons um anyway Countless children share an incredible secret. They have psychic powers. These kids have always felt like they never fit in. And so it says that this is a documentary about a group of psychic kids and their parents coming together for the first time. Kind of interesting that they're leaning into the documentary angle instead of the, um, like, entertainment angle. Uh, So we get the opening theme song. It's not a song. It's just, like, spooky clips of various children talking about how dead people talk to them and how they can sense things and stuff so it's all very spooky Um, and then it opens with Norman Oklahoma and the first thing that I can always think of when I think of Norman Oklahoma is that I once did art for a La Quinta there Um, so it opens with Jillian who is 12 she introduces herself to us by telling us that dead people speak to her she also says that she sees spirits most places she goes, which might, reminds me of Teresa Caputo, uh, Long Island Medium, which we will definitely have to do at some point. I think she's probably a fraud, uh, but the way that she always is just like, oh, spirit is talking to me. I just, I have to, I have to go up and say something. Spirit is just with me all the time. Um, so a Chiron underneath her says that she's been seeing spirits since she was two years old. Uh, and she says that the spirits ask her to give messages to their family and friends. So then we meet Tamara, Jillian's mother, who tells us that there are things that Jillian knows that she shouldn't know. So Jillian tells us the story of how one day there was a woman who appeared to her in her rooms and the woman had wings and she said that she was Jillian's mother's sister. And Jillian says that her mom didn't have a sister, so she was confused. But it turns out that Jillian later found out that her mom did have a sister. It was her mother's twin who died at birth. So... That was like a little spooky, spooky thing that happened to them. And then the Chiron tells us that Jillian is constantly bothered by spirits. So she has the ghost of a little boy named Jacob who follows her everywhere she goes. Um, He won't let her sleep at night because he wants to play, which sounds horrifying. And then Tamara says she just uh, can't talk about how Jillian sees spirits. She needs help. She just doesn't know what to do. All of the mothers in this episode are very much like at their wits end with like their children and their abilities. So then we move on to Lawrence, Kansas, and we next meet Allie. Allie or Ollie? I think I think she pronounces it Allie, uh, but other people call her Ollie, but it's spelled A-H-L-I. But anyway, Allie, who's aged 11... Uh, She tells us about when she was two years old, she had open heart surgery and she was clinically dead for 47 minutes. And that's when she believes she got the gift of seeing auras. So that's where that tied in from earlier. Um, So her Chiron says that Allie is highly empathetic. She has predicted people's deaths by reading their auras. So at her house, we're seeing her sitting at the dinner table telling, you know, a casual dinnertime story about how she bumped into a man at the grocery store and she knew he was sick. She says that she knew because his aura was purple and when someone is purple, they are sick. Um, And then she says that she saw him on Tuesday and on Thursday he passed away from a heart attack. So one, how did she know that he died? Because she didn't say like, oh, we saw my teacher at the grocery store. Oh, we saw, you know, someone that I knew specifically. It was just a man. 
So it's like, who, how would you, how, how can you get the follow-up on that? Um, but also, like, heart attacks, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to know enough about heart disease and how heart attacks happen. But to me, it's like, yeah, I guess there are, like, factors that build up, like, obviously, like, cholesterol right that's what causes heart attacks I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about I don't know why I'm about to go on this rant but here we go um so obviously there are like factors that lead into you having a heart attack but I wouldn't say that like having a heart attack is quote-unquote sick like I guess I mean I guess maybe she just means generally unhealthy like he was unhealthy and that was going to lead to a heart attack um, but it's not like, you know, he had cancer, like, or he had, you know, some sort of, like, long-term ongoing chronic disease that ultimately led to his demise. It was, like, a heart attack happened two days later. I don't know. Why am I getting into this? It doesn't matter. So, Allie's mom wonders if she's psychic, psychic, no, she wonders if she's schizophrenic because she's seeing things, she's hearing things, so she isn't sure what to do. So then um, the Chiron says that Allie is struggling to find acceptance of her abilities from people outside of her family. Her mom says that they're feeling frustration and isolation and Allie's really hurt when people don't believe her and she's been made fun of a lot. She also experiences debilitating headaches, which they attribute to her psychic powers. Um, she says specifically that when she's around negative people, she'll start to get the headaches and no doctor has been able to give them a diagnosis, which is not as far as I know, is not very unusual when it comes to, like, migraines. Usually it seems like most people don't have an explan- a specific explanation for their migraines um, or have, like, a specific diagnosis that leads to them. So then the next place we are going is Casey, Illinois, and we meet Faith, who is eight years old. So Faith tells us about a ghost that tried to come and talk to her in the middle of the night. Um... Her Chiron says that she has seen spirits for five years now, so that would put her right around the same age, I guess, like the other girls got their powers around two, she got hers around three. Um, Her mother Allison says that the way Faith uh, told her about her abilities was by telling her that she thought that her brain was sick since she could hear and see things that others couldn't. Um, and Allison said that was really hard to hear her young daughter telling her that. Um, so I wonder, like, did her, so did her mom take her to the psychiatrist or the psychologist and, like, have them check that out? Like, no one really mentions that. I think, um, I think Jillian's mom, maybe, or Allie's mom, I can't remember. I think someone later on mentions, like, you know, you want to know if it's a mental illness or not, but you also don't want to know if it's a mental illness or not. And that makes sense. Like, you know, you don't want to know, so you don't take them but if someone if your daughter comes to you and specifically says like my brain is sick I feel like you would immediately go to the doctor but they don't bring that up really um so Faith tells us a little bit more about what she experiences she says that she hears voices she hears tapping she'll hear tapping on the window um specifically there is a ghost named Freddie a little boy who will come and tap on her window and Allison says here that Faith talks to Freddie on almost a daily basis so she tells us a little bit more about Freddie says that he died in 1886 and says that his mother killed him. And she says that Freddie um, told her this because he wants her to help him. So she draws pictures of Freddie when he's mad. Like, I don't know why he would be upset. That's kind of creepy. And she says that Freddie gets in trouble when his mom finds out that he was talking to her. Because I guess his mom is also just like, chilling in the spirit world although she presumably died several years after she killed freddie not sure um 
Faith is really afraid of Freddy's mom and she says that one time she was in bed and someone pushed her off the bed and she curled up into a ball and she was just being shaken Um, and she says it was Freddy's mom was the one who did that to her. So Faith says she wants someone else to see what she sees Um, and Allison asks her if she wants to talk to someone like her and Faith says yes because she doesn't want to be scared anymore. So then we get another Chiron. Um, It says Chip Coffee, a psychic medium, and Dr. Lisa Miller, a clinical psychologist from Columbia University, are dedicated to helping kids with psychic abilities. So we meet Dr. Lisa. I I call her Dr. Lisa. You know, it's like a casual but still respecting her her role. Uh, And Chip, um, and they meet Allison and Faith at their home in Illinois. I noticed that Chip immediately hugs Faith as soon as he meets her, which I don't love because, you know, he's like an old man and this is an eight-year-old girl, but whatever. Um, The Chiron explains that Chip and Lisa have traveled there to help Faith better understand her experiences with the spirits of Freddy and his mother. So Chip asks Faith to um, tell him more about Freddy. He is kind of intense while he does it. It feels a little bit interrogation-y. And Faith is eight, so that's like pretty young. Um, so he asks what year Freddie died. She tells him 1886. She asks, or he asks if Freddie has revealed any more of his name to her. And she says that his last name is Stuart, spelled with a U specifically. So meanwhile, Dr. Lisa is talking to Allison and Keith, who is Faith's stepfather. She asks them if they've had a chance to do any research. Keith tells her they've only done a little bit. He says, I did get on the internet and found it very difficult to research the 1800s, which what does that even mean, bro? Like there's so much on the internet about the 1800s. Like maybe you couldn't find stuff about Freddie specifically, which is valid, but the way that he worded that was funny to me. So then Chip and Faith are still talking. Chip asks Faith about Freddie's mom. Um, she tells that she tells him that Freddie's mom has tried to hurt her. She tried to punch her. She says that once Freddie even got in between her and his mom and told his mom to stop. And Chip says that they need to deal with her and they need to help and protect Freddie. So Faith is like, I don't know how you protect a ghost, which is great question. Great question, Faith. I'm also wondering the same thing. Back outside or back in the living room, Dr. Lisa and Allison are still talking. Um, She asks Allison what her biggest concern is about Faith. And here, okay, here's what I was thinking about earlier, where Allison says that her biggest fear is that Faith has had, Faith has a mental illness. Um, So, like, go to the psychiatrist. What are you waiting on? Uh, She also worries about, you know, what, what to do if it's real, because she basically just doesn't know what that entails. And Keith says he basically just thinks of it like an invisible friend. Uh, I think he means imaginary friend. Um, and Dr. Lisa says, that's the question. Is it an imaginary friend or is Faith really seeing spirits? I'm like, or does she like have a mental illness that she needs to get treated? I started this episode by talking about how you should go to the psychiatrist and get treated for your mental illnesses. And like that extends to these children as well. So then we get another Chiron, Faith. No, sorry. Chip has asked Faith to try and summon Freddy for everyone at the home. This is the first time her parents have been present for Faith's interaction with Freddy. So they're all gathering in Faith's room. So that's Chip, Dr. Lisa, Faith, and then her mom and Keith. Chip tells her that this is the chance to have Freddy finally come forward in front of her family. So she says that in order to start and like call him, I guess, 
you have to tap on the window a little bit, just a little silent tap. So she taps, taps. She looks out the window. And then Chip starts calling out, Freddy, come close. You don't have to be afraid. Faith says that she hears footsteps and then says that he's in the house. Of course, it's all like much more dramatic while it's happening because it's just like cut in really like choppy bits and there's a lot of dramatic gasp sounds and things like that. Um, she also tells them that uh, Freddie is touching Allison's hair. She's, and then Allison's like, oh, he's going to touch my hair. And she's like, no, he is touching your hair. Which, Freddie, mm, rude. You have to ask before you just touch someone's hair. Uh, Faith tells Freddie not to be scared, that they're just trying to help him so that his mom won't hurt him anymore. Um, and then she's like, oh, huh, yeah, you can leave. And basically tells everyone in the room that Freddie decided that he wanted to leave because he was scared. So then afterwards, Chip and Lisa discuss. Um, so they say that, or Chip says that Freddie's mother is not a nice entity. And Lisa says that her parents need to feel that Faith is safe because right now they're not sure. It does not seem like Keith is very concerned about Faith's safety. It seems like he's just like, oh, she's just a kid. Whatever. It's fine. Allison obviously is concerned, but more so about just like, is her daughter like seriously ill and schizophrenic or not? So Dr. Miller, Dr. Lisa, spends more time with Faith to evaluate what she's experiencing. So Faith shows her a drawing. It's just like a little like, you know, kid drawing in her notebook of like a boy. And I don't know what, like there's no context about what they're talking about. And she's just like, oh yeah, he's very nice. Dr. Lisa immediately asks this eight-year-old girl if that's her boyfriend. And I hate that shit so much. And so then Faith is like, yeah, but it's like, what is she, do you even know what a boyfriend is? Are you just saying yes because like he's a boy who is a friend? Probably. She's eight. I mean, I'm sure she knows what a boyfriend is. I don't know. I have no idea like what stage of development kids learn things, but uh, I don't know. That just bothers me. So then she asks, Dr. Lisa asks if he's anything like Freddy, like her fucking ghost friend. It's a, such a weird conversation here. And Faith, Faith says no. I'm incredibly confused by this whole line of questioning. Dr. Lisa asks more about what Freddy's like, and Faith says that he's very nice. And then Dr. Lisa's like, oh, well, does, does Freddy, when he comes, does he give you a feeling of companionship? It's like, is that how, does an eight-year-old, again, does an eight-year-old understand? And Faith is like, um, kind of. Because it's like companionship. Why wouldn't you say, like, do you feel happy? Do you feel afraid does he does it feel like a friend when he comes like companionship is such a does he give you a feeling of companionship is such a strange way to put that even for like a 15 year old like that's just a weird way to put that so then we see dr lisa and chip in the car together so dr lisa says that faith seems desperate to the desperate to be believed to the point where she can seem not credible so i think what dr lisa is saying here is that faith so much wants to be believed that she doesn't believe her it's really again confusing she asks chip if he believes that faith sees freddie and he says that he does um he just says that they need to teach her how to manage her ability and chip wants to see if they can find some sort of like trail some research some kind of historical trail that leads them to freddie so then we get another Chiron titled screen and it says to help Faith and her family deal with their issues surrounding Faith's abilities, Chip and Lisa have arranged for her to meet with two other psychic children her age, which I'm just like, is it the kids that you showed us at the beginning of the episode that we haven't flashed back to yet? Um, but yes, it is. It goes on to say that both Allie and Jillian have dealt with similar issues and are looking for answers. 
So in Lawrence, Kansas, we see Allie packing up. Um, she and her mom, Anita, head out in the car, and Allie says she just wants to be believed. And then we see Norman, Oklahoma. Jillian's packing up. Um, Tamara, uh, Tamara says this is very real. Jillian has a hard time at school because she doesn't sleep at night, and Jillian says she just wants someone her age to talk to, basically someone who understands. So Chip and Lisa have invited all three families to meet at an undisclosed location. The families were not, giving, were not given any details about their final destination for whatever reason. I guess just so this, this thing can happen. So it says that the night before the trip, Jillian had a dream about where they were going. So Jillian shows the camera a drawing of a building that she drew after the dream. It's got like a porch and kind of like the facade like an old west building has, you know, where like the the saloon or like the country store and the old west would have like the top of the the roof that doesn't slope up I don't know what I'm trying to describe here never mind what I just said um anyway uh Tamara says that Jillian sometimes has premonition dreams and so they pull up at what looks like an old country store that does look a lot like her drawing and the Chiron says that this is the Story Inn, which was originally built in 1851. Many guests and employees have reported paranormal activity there. So the three girls meet one another. Um, this is the first time any of the girls have ever met other kids with psychic abilities. So Jillian tells the others about how she had a dream about the building. She shows the drawing to Chip and Lisa, who are both pretty impressed by that. And Chip says that he knows two of them has been visited by ghosts, um, referring obviously to Faith and to Jillian, but asks if there are any other things that the, the children experience. So I guess this is just like production's way of getting Allie's aura reading to, to be a thing. Um, so Allie brings up the fact that she can see auras. She also says that when there are angry emotions in a room, it gives her a headache. So Chip tells Faith to talk a little bit more about Freddie, and she gives the same details that she told us earlier, that his name is Freddie Stewart, and that he died in 1886. Um, Jillian also talks about the little ghost boy who lives in her house, uh, Jacob, and that's the one who like wakes her up at night because he wants to play. But she also says that there is another spirit there named Emily, who is mean and aggressive to her. She says that Emily's angry at her because she wants her help getting her to move on. Um, and Jillian doesn't know uh, what to do, basically. She also talks about how it feels when people don't believe her or say that she needs psychiatric help. Like, she can't stand hearing that. And she just wants to be believed. Like, all of these kids just want to be believed. So Chip and the girls go to explore the inn to see if they can pick up on any spiritual presences um okay i'm just gonna guess you're just gonna let your young daughters go off in this abandoned haunted hotel with this man bye i guess um and faith even says she's like this place is spooky i don't like it but she still has to go and do this ghost hunt with them like if i was her age like i thought i was psychic uh but i was also terrified of ghosts so if that was me i'd be like hell no we can sit here and like work on my spoon bending ability but i'm not gonna go try and hunt for ghosts in this place so while they do that, all of the parents gather together with Dr. Lisa and talk about how they want answers, basically. And so then back with Chip hunting for ghosts, he asks Jillian if she's cool with being if she's cool with being visited by a spirit, and she says sometimes. Um, she says that when they're angry or unhappy, she has to leave them there, and she feels bad for it, and she wants to learn how to turn it off and turn it on. So this she doesn't go into this a lot, but I think what she's saying is like. You know, like in the case of Emily, when 
they are she's visited by a spirit and they want something from her and she can't do anything about it like she just feels bad or like I guess she has to like leave them to go to school or something because she's 12 she feels bad I'm not sure so Chip brings the girls into a room in the inn that has many reports of spiritual activity um Allie says that she's starting to tear up from the emotion for some reason and Faith says that she feels a woman in the room So this is so weird. So she says that the woman looks kind of familiar to her. And Chip asks if she's like picking up on any names. She says Sarah. And then Chip asks her if Sarah has anything to do with Freddie. And Faith says yes. Which I'm like, where did he get that from? And then, and then, and then he has the audacity to say, well, make sure you separate your imagination from real spirit communication. Which like on one hand, yes, props for like even checking that. But on the other hand, like, you're the one who raised this random Freddy-Sarah connection in the first place. Like, if you wanted her to be careful of that, let her bring it up. So then she says that Catherine is Freddy's mom, and she thinks that Catherine followed her here, and they just stopped talking about Sarah. It's so weird. Either, like, the editing here or just, like, whatever their conversation was is so unclear about what's happening. Because then it just cuts to diary cam at 8.12 a.m., um, Jillian and Allie talk about their powers and Jillian asks Allie if she can turn hers off and on or if it's always there. Allie says it's always on but she wants to learn how to turn it off so that she can see what the world looks like without it and Jillian basically says the same thing. Um, she says that sometimes she'll be walking down past like walking down the street past a group of people and she'll like look and she'll wonder if the person that she's looking at is actually a real person or a spirit that she's seeing which is creepy as fuck. <laughs> so um yeah I hope you do harness your ability to turn that shit off so then we get another Chiron saying that Dr. Dr. Miller has contacted an archive library um to research Faith's claims about the ghost of Freddie so Dr. Lisa is with the librarian she asks if the last name Stewart is a name that she hears frequently and the librarian is like no this last name would be common or rather rare around here which I mean, maybe I don't know much about last names, again, but, like, Stuart, really? S-T-U-A-R-T? Like, maybe that's not the most common spelling, but, like, is it really that uncommon of a last name? I mean, my last name is Ennis, which is, I feel like, super uncommon. And then my husband's last name is Mullinax, which I looked up and is apparently much, it's even more uncommon than Ennis. Stuart feels, I don't know, somewhat common, but maybe I don't know anything. So Chip and Jillian are taking a walk. Um, in my notes, I'm like, I guess they're back and where Jillian lives. But then, no, later on I realize that they're like, everything happens on this like weird, the story in grounds for the rest of the entire episode. So they're just, you know, on the creepy haunted land where the creepy haunted hotel is. So they're going for a stroll. He asks Jillian what her concerns are right now. Um, and she says that she's concerned about her mom because they frequently get into fights. Meanwhile, we see Dr. Lisa talking to Tamara, her mom, about this as well. Uh, So Tamara says that she and Jillian are not as strong as the other mothers with their kids. She says that they have no bond, nothing in common. And I was like, well, damn, lady, that's got to be partially on you. Are you trying to, like, make a connection with your kid? She's 12. Like, don't put all of this on her. Uh, And then we cut back to Chip and Jillian. And he's like, well, can we jump on a topic that might not be so easy to talk about? And I'm just like, Chip just wants to get back to the ghost talk. He's like, I didn't ask you about your concerns so that you can talk about your mom. Like, I'm not into this whole mother-daughter relationship drama. Let's, Let's talk about some ghosts. So he says that he wants to talk about Emily. And Jillian's like, oh, no. 
Um, she says that an image of a woman came to her. That woman told her that she was Emily. And she said that the woman started yelling at her, telling Jillian that she had to help her, that she didn't want to be there anymore. Jillian said she got freaked out and started crying because she had never met anybody with that kind of upset voice. So I guess like the, the sound of the ghost or whatever it, you know, whether she heard it like physically or heard it in her mind, like that freaked her out the most. Um, and then she says that Emily showed her a gravestone with her name on it, which is, it's like that, did she give her a vision? I don't know. This is all very like, mm, is this schizophrenia or is this, is this psychic stuff? Chip says that Emily was trying to throw her off course, derail her, make her doubt herself, suck out her energy. Um, Chip says that he thinks it's important that they try and contact Emily this weekend to find out what she wants. So then we have the moms all hanging out together, and Anita says that she researched auras on the internet, but found that there was no exact science about it, which, like, no shit, lady. This is all, like, new age, I don't want to say pseudoscience, you know, but pseudoscience or, um, you know, mystical, spiritual stuff, where, of course, there isn't an exact science about it. So Allison says it's very frustrating because there's so much, she says there's so much crap out there, but she, like, lowers her voice and mouths the word crap as if it's like a bad word she's like there's so much crap that you just have to you have to sift through all the information I just haven't found any good information yet um and then Anita here voices her concerns that maybe it's not psychic abilities maybe it's a medical condition and again I go back to then why haven't you at least gone to the psychiatrist or psychologist to ask about this before you dive into A&E's psychic kids episode I don't know like why did you go to A&E before you went to the psychiatrist I mean obviously Dr. Lisa is a psychologist so they like brought a psychologist to you but Dr. Lisa seems a little bit biased in favor of believing the psychic kids so I don't know I don't know how much I believe her so Lisa and Chip have another discussion and Dr. Lisa tells Chip that Allie and Anita are seeking mentorship in the area of auras which is again a very weird way to put things um, so Chip says they're going to bring in a friend of his, Tiffany Johnson, because she's going to do an exercise with Allie. So we see Tiffany. She comes in. She's all blonde. She's got, like, lip gloss on. Very cute. She's like psychic Barbie. Um, so they're going to sit all together on the porch. Also, Tiffany's Chiron, like, her actual label here is Aura Specialist, which I love. How can I get that as my job title? So she suggests that they both draw an aura of the same person, and then they'll compare the drawings to see. So at this point, <laughs> what, over halfway through the episode, I think, uh, we finally get some, like, an, a Chiron, some text actually defining what an aura is. So it says that an aura is a force surrounding people and objects that appears as a bright glow to people with unusual psychic sensitivity. So Tiffany tells Allie to pick someone, and she chooses David, who is one of their producers. We get a nice little fourth wall breaking moment as we see, like, you know, the cameras turn to David, and we see several other cameras and producer producers or production assistants or whatever. Um, you know, always good to see, always good to see the, the behind the scenes. Uh, so they are going to draw David's aura. Tiffany turns around so that they can't see each other's paper, and they begin to draw. So we see them draw their auras, and then they compare them. We never actually see both pictures side to side, I notice, which is a little bit sus. Um, so Allie just describes her aura. She says that there's red on the inside, which she, she said was excited. And then there was kind of blue on the outside of the aura, which she read as joyful. 
And then Tiffany just also verbally describes her aura. We never see it, but she says she also had blue on the outside and a reddish in, inside, so they match. Uh, maybe. Um, but then David, the producer, says that, you know, well, I just got a call that my dog who was in surgery made a 100% recovery, so I'm ecstatic, and that would be the excitement and joy that Allie was sensing. So Tiffany seems to think that Allie is, like, dead on with her abilities. And so then she asks her also to tell her a little bit more about the migraines. Um, Tiffany gives her some actually like very genuinely helpful advice that's just good for like anyone. Like if you are just like a person who is affected by negativity in general, this is good advice. Um, so she said that when you're around someone with negative energy, you have to think of it as running through you, not you actually like taking it in and holding on to it, just that, like letting it pass through you. So Allie says that she's feeling better. She's feeling more confident and that she learned something. So then we have Chip and Lisa bringing the families together. Um, so he, they say that they have to share an important discovery that they made through Lisa's research. So Dr. Lisa says that uh, a true psychic experience with a child or in a child can be sometimes interwoven with imagination. And she says that Freddie Stewart was called into question because it had elements of imagination. But then Chip tells them that they have news to share with everyone, particularly Allison and Faith. So he says that Lisa conducted some research and they found a census from the year 1880 and they found Freddie. And what they discovered was a boy named Freddie Stewart, spelled S-T-U-A-R-T, just like Faith had said, lived in a town called Paxton, Paxton, Illinois, which is within an hour of Faith's home. Um, he was born in 1872. Uh, his mother, Catherine, was listed on the document. And then there was also another person listed in the household as Sarah Dolan, who was like a caretaker. Um, so Chip says they couldn't find anything that proves Freddie was killed by his mother, but that finding Freddie was validation and that proves that what Faith was saying was real. So Allison is speechless. Faith is just so happy that she wasn't imagining anything, making it up. Jillian says that she was shocked at how accurate Faith was. And now Allison says if there, if there was a shred of doubt left in her, that's all gone now. And that's great. Love that. Love the psychic kid. Was rooting for her to actually be psychic. But also, like, maybe we still take her to the psychiatrist just in case. But then we have a moment from Faith's diary cam. It says it's 11.27 p.m. Uh, we have, like, a close-up selfie video. Very, very Blair Witch Project. Um, she's saying that there's really, really scary stuff she's experiencing. And we get a little Chiron screen here that says Faith fears that by revealing the... the but, Faith fears that by revealing Freddie, she has angered the spirit of his mother, Catherine. So Faith says that she's scared of Freddie's mom. Every time she moves, she feels like someone's watching her. So I was just going to jump back into this because I just paused to take a little break, get a little sip of tea, and, and jump back into this as if I hadn't taken a pause. But while I was paused, I saw that Amy Coney Barrett, or whatever the fuck her name was, was officially confirmed into the Supreme Court um, so yeah, please, if you're an American, please vote for Joe Biden and not Donald Trump. And I'm sorry to put politics right in the middle of the episode, but I just had to talk about that. All right, back to the episode. Okay, so then we get a timestamp at 12.04 a.m. Um, we see Chip walking in the dark. He says that he just got word that Faith is having a meltdown, so he's going over to see what he can do to help with the situation. So Chip sits down with Faith. She says that she doesn't like this place. She wants to go home. Chip says that she needs to tell the spirit to leave her alone. And then he tells Faith 
that she's haunted, which does not seem like a very helpful thing to tell an eight-year-old girl who's scared and freaked out and you're trying to calm her down. But I guess it worked because that's where the scene ends. And so then the next day, everyone else is hanging outside. Um, Chip says that they brought everyone there to discuss something very important, feeling safe. Uh, I don't know what happens here, but... Like, Chip asks Faith to focus, because I guess she's, like, seeming, like, she just seems distracted, which is, like, seems rude. Like, don't tell her to focus. She probably barely got any sleep last night because she was having a damn panic attack. Um, So she says that she doesn't like talking about it because she doesn't want it to be in her memory. But Chip doesn't care about that. He explains that being sensitive, spirits are, and things like that will be attracted to you, or attracted to them, like bugs to a light. Um, he says that they can't freak out because fearing it is the worst thing that you can do. Jillian says that she's also afraid when the spirits are angry. And Allison says that Faith has been physically harmed before. She's been pushed out of the bed. Um, that's kind of what she told us earlier. So Chip says that when their children are physically harmed, if they've been shoved, scratched, hair pulled, they can forcefully say, stop, get away from me. I don't want to be bothered right now. And that is apparently supposed to stop the evil ghost. Um, This is the same advice that adults give kids to, like, you know, say to bullies, and that shit never works. So good luck with that. Uh, So then we get another Chiron. It says, because of Allie's success in reading auras, Tiffany believes that she has potential as a healer. So we have Tamara, who was Jillian's mother. She's laid out on a table in some, I don't know, unused room in the hotel, I guess. Um, So Tiffany instructs Allie to take her hands and use it to feel Tamara's energy. So she waves her hands over Tamara's body. She says that she feels warmth over on like her chest area by her heart. She also says that one of the knees feels different than the rest of the body. Uh, Tamara says that she's feeling all warm and tingly having Allie do that. And so Tiffany instructs Tamara to tell Allie what health problem she's been having. So Tamara says that she has been having bronchitis and a lot of asthma. And then also one of her legs has been giving out on her. So those are the spots that Allie picked up on. And Tiffany goes on to say that Allie obviously has some natural gifts. So I don't know, maybe Allie would make a great Reiki practitioner. Um, so then Anita and Allie have a discussion and Anita asks if Allie would consider herself a medium. Allie says not a medium, but she's sensitive. She is sensitive to people's feelings. And then Anita says she's sensitive and kind and she's a very beautiful, smart girl. They just have a sweet little mother, mother daughter moment there. So we have another moment where Chip and Lisa are taking a walk together. Um, So the Chiron beneath them says that they both share concerns over Emily, the spirit that torments Jillian. Chip calls Emily a psychic vampire, says that she's sucking the life out of Jillian, which seems very dramatic and also, like, very important to, like, stop. Um, So Lisa says that Tamara wants to support Jillian, but she's at her wit's end. She doesn't know what to do. She's terrified of what Emily could do to her. Uh, She also compares it to um, the Allison, Faith, Freddie situation. Allison is very afraid of Freddie's mother. So Chip says fear is the biggest enemy because fear is what makes you vulnerable. So that night, the girls gather with Chip and Lisa again. Um, I guess it's just Faith and Jillian because Allie already had her, like, fun little Reiki time. Like, all of Allie's... uh, you know, mentorship moments on the retreat have been like, okay, let's draw an aura. Okay, let's let's do some healing moments. And like, poor Faith and Jillian have to like exercise demons. 
So Chip talks about how they both have a relationship with a little boy on the other side. Jillian has Jacob and Faith has Freddie. And at that moment, I noticed that there was some suspicious alliteration. And I was like, mm, I wonder if I wonder if this is real or if this has just all been all been a lie the entire time. Um, but Chip says that they also have a couple of spirits that are not so nice, Emily and Catherine. So he says that they're going to try and send them away. So they dim the lights in the room and Chip begins to invoke Catherine and he says to Catherine that he'd like her to join them there. Um, and then Chip is like in his, his psychic medium trance. He tells the girls that she's avoiding them. Uh, Chip tells Catherine to come forward again. He tells her that they want to speak with her. And then Faith says that she felt someone touch her hair and she confirms that Catherine's there. So Chip says that he got her, he challenged her. And then Faith goes, she doesn't like being threatened. And Chip's like, she just said in my head, I don't like being threatened. You're right. It's just like very, um, it reminds me of like, okay. So I think I've mentioned this podcast before. Oh no, Ross and Carrie, which is like the, the skeptical podcast. And so they talk about, um, psychic mediums a lot. You know, they've done a few investigations on that. And so it just reminded me of what I've learned from them about cold reading and how, how, mediums do cold reading or how fake mediums do cold reading and so just like the way that um faith gave him something and he like agreed with it but made it seem like it was his own thing is very very tricky there mr chip so chip tells Catherine that they're asking politely that she will leave these children alone and she says that if she doesn't leave the kids alone he will deal with her very severely um and then faith speaks up and says that she wants Catherine to leave and Chip is like, oh, she just touched my hair. Keep going, keep going. So Faith tells Catherine to stop hurting her and to stop, or to stop scaring her and to stop hurting Freddie. Um, Jillian also urges Catherine to leave. She's like, you know, giving her, giving a little assist there. Um, and then Faith says that she felt her leave. So then Chip says next they're going to call Emily. So he tells them to focus in on Emily. And Chip asks who's here. Jillian, uh, he asks, he tells Jillian to ask if it's Emily. And Jillian says it is. So Chip says he sees Emily as darker hair, darker features. Jillian says that she, she does have long brown hair. So Chip tells her to close her eyes and really listen from a psychic perspective. So then Jillian tells Emily, I'm not your daughter anymore. And she opens her eyes and tells Chip that she thinks Emily could have possibly been her mother in a past life. Which is a plot twist. Like, why did we spend more parts of this episode talking about this fucking plot twist? Uh, so Dr. Lisa is apparently there because she just pops up in the notes. Um, she asks if Emily has ever displayed authority over her. Jillian says yes, that she would try to yell at her and it would be very effective. Um, and so Dr. Lisa suggests that her feelings towards her old mother, i.e. Emily, have gotten carried over to her current mom in this life. And that's why she and Tamara have, have relationship problems. I mean, never mind that it could just be like she's a 12-year-old girl and she's like in puberty. But Chip tells Emily that these children have no ties to them in this lifetime. Jillian says that the only control Emily had over her was her fear of her and she's now the one in control and Emily cannot tell her what to do anymore. Uh, Faith also says that she's not scared of Freddie's mom anymore and I guess, I guess that's it. I guess Emily's done. Um, so Jillian tells Tamara that she feels so much better and then she tells Tamara that she thinks, you know, the whole thing about how she thinks Emily could have been her mother in a past life and that makes her thankful that she has such a nice good mom and she hugs her and everyone says aww. 
And so we have a moment from (laughs) Jillian's diary cam. She says that having Emily as a mom in the past life and seeing how aggressive she was made her appreciate the mom that she had. We also see Allie's diary cam moment saying that um, the weekend has improved her abilities. And Faith says that she isn't so scared anymore and she thinks that she'll sleep a lot better in the future. And so all three girls are outside playing with some horses. It's kind of cute. Um, we also see them playing on a tire swing at one point. And then inside, Dr. Lisa asks the moms what changes they've noticed in their daughters. Ania says that the weekend has been life-changing, says that she and Allie probably would have given up if not for this. And Tamara says now she feels like Jillian can actually use her gift to help people. And Dr. Lisa asks if they feel more prepared to mother their psychic children, and they say that they are. And so we see the girls hanging out again, and Jillian says that before she got there, she didn't have friends that she trusted to talk about these things with, but now she does. Faith says that she thought they would be okay, they would be okay friends. They she didn't expect them to be as tight as they are now, and they called themselves besties, and they all promise to stay in touch, and they call themselves Chips Angels as a play on Charlie's Angels, which is kind of cute and funny, but also these are like a 12-year-old and like an eight-year-old, so mm, Charlie's Angels. Oh no. <laughs> um, so we get some like where are they now? Some Chirons. It says that Jillian continues to explore her abilities to communicate with the dead, but has not heard from the spirit of Emily again. Again, her relationship with her mother has improved since the retreat. Allie continues to read auras and has learned to be better or has learned to better control her empathetic abilities. Her headaches are less frequent. And Faith returned home to share proof of Freddie's existence with her stepdad Keith. Faith has no Faith no longer I'm sorry, I cannot read right now. <laughs> Faith has had no further encounters with the spirit of Catherine and she continues to play with Freddie every day. The end. <laughs> All right, so where are they now? Um, So I'm going to start with Chip Coffee. I'm just going to run through him super briefly because uh, we already did his in the Paranormal State episode, so you can kind of check that out if you want the update on Chip. Um, But he was part of Ryan Buell's 2014 Conversations with the Dead tour before he pulled out. Uh, He was on a morning show where the host kind of confronted him with skepticism about his alleged psychic powers and Chip Chip reportedly stormed out of the studio. Um, There was also a skeptic group that performed a sting operation on one of his live shows, planting fake stories about dead relatives with his staff member. Uh, So Chip has kind of been found out as maybe not quite so legitimate of a psychic. However, most recently, so this is an update that would have happened after last year's episode came out, um, but he appeared in a episode, or he appeared on the series uh, Kindred Spirits on the Travel Channel, and that came out in January of 2020. So Dr. Lisa Miller, I looked her up. She is still at Columbia University. She is like a legitimate lady. So I'm. she had her contact information on there. I was so tempted to call her or email her and be like, so what's the deal with the psychic kids? But of course, I didn't do that. Um, She's a professor of psychology and education. She's also founder of the Spirituality Mind Body Institute. And she has published The Spiritual Child, The New Science of Parenting for Health and Lifelong Thriving, which is a book. Uh, She published that in 2015. Um, as far as the girls go, it was kind of hard to find information on them, obviously. I actually was able to find Allie, which was crazy. I did not expect that, um, but her name is spelled really uniquely, so I was actually able to find that. She seems like she's having an, she's just living a very normal life in Kansas. Uh, she's a teacher, she's married, she has a couple of kids. 
Um, her Facebook and things aren't super, super public, so I wasn't able to get a lot of details, but there was no indication of any kind of ongoing psychic abilities that I could find, which is a little bit disappointing. It would have been really cool to see if like maybe she was like a Reiki teacher now or something or a Reiki practitioner, but uh, she just seems like she's just a normal, just a normal lady in her 20s. Um, Jillian, I couldn't really find anything on her other than a picture that Chip Coffee posted on his Twitter from 2018 of her and like, I guess another person who was on Psychic Kids, um, in an airport. I guess they just like bumped into each other, but no updates on her life. And of course I could not find anything on Faith. Um, so does it hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? I really only watched this episode, but I would say that it holds up. Like there's no kind of glaring, obvious, like, Ooh, this is very obviously from 2008 sort of moments that I noticed. Um, is it worth a rewatch? Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, it's good for a spooky season rewatch. One of those like, you know, kind of ghostly paranormal TV shows that like gives you a nice good creep, but like doesn't scare you actually so that you can't fall asleep at night. So, you know, it's fun like that. Um, and that's basically it for today. So thank you guys so much for listening. I don't think I mentioned this on air, um, but I hit 20,000 listens a few weeks back and it just really, really means a lot to me that anyone has taken time out of their day to listen to what I have to say. So I really do appreciate that. Um, if you haven't, please give me a five-star rating and review. I would very much appreciate that um, on Apple Podcasts and all those other places that aren't as important as Apple Podcasts, as we all know. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. You can find me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod or my personal Instagram at Really underscore Riley. Come check me out. Say hi. Let's chat. Jump in my DMs. Let's have a conversation. Um, or you can email me, snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. All right, you guys, have a wonderful rest of your Hallow week. Have a fabulous Hallow weekend. Uh, stay safe come election day. You know, I think there's definitely going to be some unrest that happens one way or another after November 3rd. So just stay safe, um, stay sensible, wear a mask, uh, vote for Joe Biden, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.